0: All right. I'm Lee.
1: And Elizabeth.
0: And we are back with an introduction to type six. So continuing in the head space, fear triad. So we just did five. And we have a special guest with us, Scott Jaffe, who's going to chime in. Hi. um, And uh, share with us his experience of being a six. So to get us started, the type six is known as a questioner or devil's advocate, guardian, sometimes known as a loyalist. The passion or sin of the six is fear. And it, I always like to kind of think it's a double whammy for the six in a way, because if you'll remember, the the head triad is the, also known as a fear triad. And so not only are is that kind of the water they swim in because they're in their head, it's also their passion or sin. And we'll unpack that Uh, as we go deeper so the unconscious childhood message for the six which again is the message that they hear or take in whether or not um, it's said directly to you whether or not uh, some someone doesn't have to kind of give you this message it's just how you're wired to take in the world so for the six the unconscious message is it's not okay to trust yourself not okay to trust yourself Finger, Yeah. So no matter, even if you had parents who said on a daily basis when you got out of bed, Scott, today, trust yourself. It's okay to trust yourself. You still, you can't take that in. You would question, why are they telling me to trust myself, right?
2: And mine wasn't that subtle. I got the exact opposite message. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> exactly. So the lost childhood message or what, um, what sixes need to hear, what, they're kind of working and trying so hard to, to hear in the world is that you are safe. You are safe. That's the, that's the message that uh, they're, they're needing to hear. So the, the basic fear of um, a type six is of being without support or guidance or kind of lost Without, without support. And just like any other number, and we've talked about this, when you do an introduction, it's hard to do every kind of uh, experience or how uh, each type plays out based on your family, based on your experiences, based on how you apply and live out of your number. So fear is going to be at the heart of every every number. And we talked about this a little bit when we had Alabel on her on for threes. But I remember one time and I can't remember the name or who it was, but one of her friends who's a six came up and said, all of her fear is placed on relationships. It's Scott's
2: daughter. Is said it? That. I was going to say, okay. when he said that, that yeah. sounds like my daughter. So
0: and I was, <laughs> that really shifted how we thought about shifted it. shifted us so much because the caricature of sixes, and I think it's really true that you all do worst case scenario thinking but her worst-case scenario thinking was in around, around relationships. relationships, and so again, and who know, there there's so many ways that that fear and kind of worst-case scenario can play out. We can do the caricature of it, but there just are innumerable places being to take just it. Like,
1: you have a really intense alarm system, right?
0: Or, right. You know, you have a lot an of, underground bunker. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: lying below my kind of fear and her kind of fear is a lack of feeling of worth or worry that you're gonna you have no value yeah. in the world. And so for her I guess relationships losing a relationship would shatter that and for me a lot of my fear is based upon proving that I have or in the past proving that I have value.
0: Yeah. value. yeah. Yeah. So y- you all make your way through the world trying to be secure and and whatever that and um, be safe.
1: The way Scott says that seems mm-hmm. almost like a, sh- a shame triad kind it does. of thing, talking about self worth. And it's a lot more um, tender mm-hmm. and vulnerable than um, I'm used to hearing, which I think is so helpful to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think as a four, it's really easy for me to look at someone's desire for safety as something that I'm not interested in. But if I realize that their desire for safety is around their self-worth, then that is really different.
0: Their total, like their total identity. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Loyalty is the first thing I have written here. And sixes are the the glue that hold a lot, um, a lot of communities, a lot of... um, Together, that they when they commit, um, when they show up, that they're going to be there. Um, Can you're I say smiling. About that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah.
2: I worked in a family business for a long time, and I worked with my father, and it turned out to be a really bad situation, um, and I left that ultimately. But at one point, after I left, his wife, um, who only heard his side of our story our business relationship story, said to ask me one day. She said, "What do you do at that company?" And I said to her, I'm the glue. Yeah. <laughs> like, that literally. That holds it all together.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, did that feel safe to you?
2: Yeah, I mean, At it the time. right. At the time, it felt right. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And then when you left, did it become unglued?
2: It went bankrupt. Okay. Uh-huh. You're-, <laughs> <laughs> you're
0: literally I, the glue. Yeah.
2: You know, I don't know how much to attribute that to my leaving, but that's what happened. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I also have here around the loyalty piece that they are a source of determination and strength um, sixes are pragmatic and sincere um, so lots of times this kind of loyalty piece we i think about it just in our culture like we'll say how are you doing and you want, might say, fine, or you kind of do the perfunctory, um, mm. like, okay, blah, blah, blah. Sixes will ask how you're doing and will ask follow-up questions, and they really want to know that there is a, a desire to know the small details, to know more than I'm fine or I did this trip and moving on. Like, their their questions are for real that they want to know.
2: Yeah, and as you're saying that, I'm thinking probably because – We know what it's like to not be seen, Mm -hmm. and we feel like that other person probably wants to be seen, and let's give them that opportunity.
0: Yeah, Hmm. yeah. They ask how you are, and then they stay and listen, like, so they're they're seen, that you're seen. They understand, again, under the loyalty piece, what commitment means. They want to know the little stuff about your day, and underneath that is this loyalty piece and that the, that they won't they won't leave or they're not going to move away just because of th- they ask a lot of questions right and so yes. for you to be able to share kind of who you are and process out loud and and be there is is that being seen part and what they're looking for is that kind of what what you think um, i don't
2: quite identify
0: with that as much as much okay
1: so fear. What, what part of it do you not identify? I'm just, I'm just no, getting I, lost there. I mean, because you do okay. ask questions, and I think you're, you're there for the answers.
2: I, I do ask questions, but more in the sense of trying to feel safe where I am
1: mm-hmm. or where mm-hmm. I'm
2: headed. So mm-hmm. it's all about where mm-hmm. you're headed. Um, you know, looking out for future problems. That's where all my question. A lot of my
1: ah. questions. Come from. But so relationally, like if you're like, "How are you doing?" or "How was your holiday?" Um, I feel like when you're asking me, you it's because you really want to know. You know, It's not a bullshit question. Yes, yeah, but
2: it's not a loyalty thing.
0: It's it, not a loyalty thing. Is it about thing, planning ahead?
2: For no, in that case, it's what I said before. It's mm-hmm. really just wanting to give somebody a chance to... to uh, I want to have an interaction with people, mm-hmm. probably for both reasons, so they can be seen. And I just like having interactions that feel safe, maybe. Yeah. But that loyalty piece of that, I... Not I mean, I loyalty is big for me, but in my interactions with people, I don't feel that that's a loyalty thing.
0: So, same when you say loyalty is big for me, you gave the example of your going into business with your dad.
2: Yeah, so and stayed there way longer than I should than have. Then you should have. But that was trying to prove something. That so necessarily loyal? Did
0: loyalty win out over safety in that space?
2: No, so, no. So that's a whole complicated. Yeah, we relation, don't need
0: so. to. Yeah, I but get that it. was
2: trying to to prove something.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's a more complicated. Yeah, nuance kind of conversation.
2: Prove some worth and yeah. Yeah. And dealing with a narcissist. And, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> a big mess. Well,
1: I mean. <laughs> Is it safe? I mean, I don't know if it's okay to say that I feel feel like loyalty did win out over safety in that instance. Oh, it was completely
2: not safe. It was completely not safe. This loyalty word is interesting to me Mm because I'm having a problem with it, but I know I'm a very loyal person. Very. Um, Yeah. But that was more a fight to prove myself worth than a loyalty thing. With him. So there was a huge loyalty piece to, so it was our company. So, mm-hmm. you know, we had 300 plus employees and I felt responsible for all of them mm-hmm. and all of our customers. So I was loyal to them um, and I may have stayed out of some loyalty too. it was really a family company. It was kind of a family.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think here is a good, so we could try to fit that whole narrative in to Enneagram, and it's right. not, right? So again, this is a way to say Enneagram is a tool, and there are pieces of that story that sure. you, how, how you are in the world and how you see the world and how you respond to the world, but then there's also complicated family dynamics and father-son and all of the things that we can't we can't make a caricature. We can't maybe fit in certain uh, silos or words, Um but that it impacts, it still impacts how how you kind of live that part of your life.
2: Right. In a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know as much about Enneagram as you guys, but I feel like it's much more relatable if it's mm-hmm. flexible and fluid. And,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <clears throat> we talked a little bit about, as we started the fear piece, and this is the huge piece that will get highlighted again and again when people do introductions to sixes. And, um, worst case scenario thinking is often, um, uh, a way that we talk about this constant, and I have here written in capital letters constant doubt and skepticism. So the world is a slippery slope and people have hidden agendas. Um, they have this fear that uh, we'll just fear about everything. So I'm thinking, I just keep thinking about the fact that they are in the head triad. It's just a double whammy of fear. That so just fear is always there, just buzzing. That if you're not a six, there, it's so hard for us to understand what what that really feels like so um, and give what you that's like.
2: One example, please of do that, that that hit me a few months ago, driving back from Marfa. Mm -hmm. I was, my wife was driving, I drove part, and then I let my wife drive and I was in the passenger seat and we're coming up to a curve in the road and I start panicking because I don't know if she's going to turn the wheel and that's kind of what it's like going through, for me, life as a six, always looking out, okay, here comes something and how's it, who's going to navigate that and I probably need to take care of that because if I don't, who's going to and always being on the lookout lookout for that kind of situation.
1: Yeah, and, and do you think, I mean, I think because uh, going back to the childhood message that you're not, it's not okay to trust yourself, then there's not a whole lot of trust for other people either. So like something as basic as Kim Driving. turning a wheel, which you know she's going to do. It's well, hard for you. You don't know. <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. Like the trust is not available
0: for yourself or for others, even though you're, right. there's loyalty there. Which is interesting. And even though your experience is Kim knows how to drive and can turn the wheel. Right. Even though that's your experience, you don't and so you don't I, trust I that experience.
2: Keep all that to myself. Right. And then talk about it after the fact.
0: <laughs> right. It's
2: like I didn't scream. <laughs> There's a curve coming. What are you going to do?
0: <laughs> well, and I so even though we're laughing, that level of kind of fear about just driving right so that's yeah, just a road also going trip going into
2: any public space and looking where the exits are and looking out for people who might do something really bad and constantly on alert
0: yeah that sounds exhausting it's exhausting it is. I would think mm-hmm. yeah it is. so can respond to this they manage their fear by thinking through the worst thing that could happen and that's the worst case scenario planning right so you whatever we you know as a nine or a four or anyone else who's I would say anyone who's not a six, yeah. um, you know, it might pop into my head. Oh, this! Like I work in a hospital, so I've seen the weird things and the worst case scenario kind of things that happen. And those things will pop into my head sometime. But I can really quickly think that's not going to that's not going to happen, you know. Or I don't, I don't go there. But you all go there all the time, right? Yes. Yeah. So every
2: circumstance, personal, professional. Which can be a plus or a minus, right. professionally.
0: Yeah, that you think through what is what is the absolute worst thing that could happen. And in that, thinking through the worst case scenario, relationally, and I love, I, I just think it's so good for us to keep saying, this does not mean just alarm systems, and it can mean, oh my gosh, Kim is not going to turn the wheel and we're going to careen off the road. Right. Those sort mm-hmm. of worst case scenarios. But it can be professionally. I'm going to make the wrong decision or I'm going to build the right, wrong relationship. Or I'm going to say the wrong thing. You know, it can be a million different things. Right. Or,
2: so I'm a realtor. We walk right. into a house and the client likes it. OK, well, I feel the responsibility to tell them what could go wrong with the house. Really? Right.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> not necessarily a good thing. Right.
2: <laughs> so I have to filter that, you uh-huh. know, before uh-huh. I speak it. But. Because that's
0: what you would want to know. Right. Because right. that makes you feel safe.
2: Right. Yeah, And like you said, I don't want them to make a mistake.
0: Yeah. That, and I think that's one of the really hard things for us to understand is those of who, us who are not sixes is that by thinking about the worst case scenario, there is this part of you that thinks, well, you can plan for it or, you know, it's there. You can happen. Um, and so it's somehow in doing that, you've you kind of feel a little safer in a way. Does that that if you can go all the way to the end? The worst, worst case scenario, the worst possible thing that could happen, the worst outcome, that there's a part of you that might think you can kind of plan for it?
2: So, as you're saying that, I don't recollect that I experienced going to the end. It's more Uh like, here's what can go wrong, here's what can go wrong, here's what can go wrong, and here's what can go wrong, not, here's what can go wrong, and this is how it will end up fine.
0: Well, not not how it will end up fine, but here's the absolute (laughs) worst thing that could happen. Maybe it doesn't feel like
1: the absolute worst for thing you. to you because you're so used to so doing it. The water you swim in. I'm yeah. wondering because, like for me, mm-hmm. it feels like the absolute worst thing, right? <laughs> like that the car in front of us with the girls in it is going to blow up. You know, that's the worst thing. <laughs> it wouldn't occur to me, but it occurs to you, and you're just like, here's could, what could go wrong.
2: Right. Yeah. And I do think about and how what can should we be respond. done about it. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think that that like that just what just happened that disconnect is so you're you're already there you already go to the worst possible scenario um, mm-hmm. where we think oh my god how did you even think of that like it wouldn't even occur to us for you to think the car in front is going to blow, blow up, up yeah. or that kim's not going to turn the wheel but you go there and something about going there helps you does it help you know kind of plan
2: helps. <laughs> it doesn't feel well, like it's helping that-
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, Anything. I don't think ultimately it does. But. Right.
1: well, there's a reason yeah. that it, you keep doing it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I consciously am not aware of the reason. It just Yeah. It, it just mm-hmm. it's how you're wired. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And there's the anticipation, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like coming here, thinking, okay, what could go wrong, and what should I do to prepare for that, and, and yeah. all of that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Like yes. You're constantly on the lookout constantly scanning the horizon. Yes. For what? What could go wrong? <clears throat> yeah. And I I just think knowing that about sixes. Like the more I've had conversations with sixes, the more I understand kind of the level of fear. Like just sitting here, just preparing to come here, not just the car careening off the road. But it's just so many levels.
2: But another perspective on that, mm-hmm. you guys might be thinking this is an intellectual thing, but this is an emotional, this is something I mm-hmm. feel. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not just, oh, something can go wrong. So whatever you know, biological responses one would have, I have. Right. So it's not just thinking, like, it's feeling. and
0: whatever. It's in your body. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And that's a real crucial difference between a five and a six and the head triad. So yeah. both of y'all start with things in your head, you know. You're in your head. Um, and I think sixes are thinking that that worst case scenario, scenario planning is productive thinking. And it's actually, you know, it's not productive thinking. But you are taking all of that thinking and you are embodying it. Yeah. You are having a racing heart or a... Right all the things that go along with that, whereas a five is not.
0: Right. And that's That's interesting. I didn't say when we started, just a reminder that you, sixes are in the dependent stance. So they're Mm. in the dependent stance along with ones and twos. And we've done twos or introduced twos. So they're in, and they're also in the triangle of the three, six, nine, where the thing that's dominant, the center of intelligence that, that is dominant is also repressed. So you are you feel really heady, right? So you're thinking through all of these um, scenarios, and you take a client into the house and you think through all the things that can go wrong. But what the work of uh, a six is to do is to bring up productive thinking. So when you get on the train of Kim's not going to turn the wheel, you know, to, want to float above yourself and see yourself kind of thinking that. And bring up your productive thinking that says, "Hey, I'm going to trust my own experience here. That Kim knows how to drive, right? So that's the the work of a of a six, and anyone in the dependent yes. stance, any of the types, is that you 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 bring up productive thinking that trusts your own experience of of reality. You know, right? Right? right. Um, so that's a good reminder of that so there's a type sixes are um, focused on authority and structures so sixes want to know that they can trust authorities to keep them safe and here authority can be um, could be a a friend it could be a boss it could be whatever whoever is kind of taking the lead (coughs) in something right whoever is setting up the situation so they're concerned with consistency that whoever is planning it whoever is taking charge has thought through enough to make things safe
2: and that authority thing mm-hmm. can go to an extreme mm-hmm. where because I think I've experienced this where I felt like everybody else is the authority and I have I'm nowhere near an authority mm-hmm. right so there's a lot of deferring yeah. going on yeah and then of course that becomes a habit and it gets worse and worse
0: yeah so it's like
1: imposter syndrome in a, in a way mm. did, um, you ever experience it that way
2: it's related
1: okay just not thinking you're
2: authority, even though
1: you are. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. You, but, you could be in a situation where you really are the authority, more than maybe anyone else in the room, but you're, you're not trusting that.
2: Yes, that happens, but I think that's different. Okay. That's a different thing than whatever, whatever situation I'll use me, I'm in, assuming that the other person is the authority.
0: Just yeah, That and I think there is also something that said with sixes a lot is that they're just comfortable being second in command. They're comfortable mm. that, that kind of going back to the loyalty piece was the word they might that might be used. But this that idea that they're going to be the community glue. They're going to be what they're right. going to show up and trust. You know that you, they're going to be the, the yeah.
2: Loyalty. So I've I've I don't know if struggled is the word, but I've gone through that thought process mm-hmm. that I am a really good number two. And I'm not a good number one, and of mm-hmm. course there's a the whole, well, why aren't I a good number one? And you know mm-hmm. what's wrong with me that I can't be good number one? But yeah, identify with being a really good number two.
0: Yeah, like the second in command, the tell yeah. me what to do. I trust kind of this support staff, support staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. which of course we need, right? It's mm-hmm. an interesting, but then also trust your own experience to say, mm, you know, I I got I've got this. I I have something to offer here. I. I have the the ability to lead or the expertise in this space. Um, And this is a good time to say that, you know, a lot of Enneagram teachers or uh, what you'll read about sixes, there are two kinds of sixes that are referred to as phobic or counterphobic. And I guess you could be like majority one or the other. A lot lot of the teaching is that you are a counterphobic six or you are a phobic six. Um, I think in our work with Suzanne and just kind of listening to her. And as we've talked with sixes, I think that it's a little more fluid than that.
1: That feels S- more right to me.
0: Yeah. And so phobic sixes are um, the sixes who find safety by adhering to authority and surrender to whoever, and surrender might be a really, that's a pretty intense word, but who <laughs> who see the authority Trust that the authority or the leader has done their work and that they're going to be the ones who fall, kind of fall into line so they um, maybe are kind of more of a submitter than a re- rebellious I guess space and they hide <clears throat> hide their pains or wait let's see what are, what am I reading there hmm. I think I deleted some weird stuff. Okay, the second um, type is counterphobic, and this is the type, I think this type can feel like an aggressive number um, because they're watching the authority and wanting the authority to prove themselves, so they are um, a little pushy. And ask a lot of questions and are making sure that whoever is in that spot or whoever is taking the lead or whoever is making things um, happen, have the right to be there. So they they can feel really aggressive. But both folks, like both phobic and counterphobic, are concerned just with safety. So they want to make sure whoever is, I mean, they're going to be like trusting that as a phobic six, that the person who's there knows what they're up to, and I'm going to trust trust the structure and be, do do my part in the structure, or and feel safe about that, or I'm going to wonder who put the structure together and is the structure safe, and are you the one who's supposed to be there? So it's a very different energy, but all because of the same reason.
2: So that's interesting because I'm mm-hmm. a phobic. I feel like my daughter is a counterphobic. Uh huh. I don't know what that means in our household. (laughs) (laughs) both going on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so she feels more like she's going to question everything in a different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So in that, I have here just questions, 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 lots of questions, which we talked about a little bit in the relationship piece. But if you know a six or if you have a six in your life, they ask lots of questions. So... Um, I think part of this is uh, the piece of the dependent stance, where we talked a little bit about how bringing up uh, productive thinking means that oftentimes you have to say things out loud, so that we have to talk out loud. But sixes to feel safe are going to ask lots of questions, ask lots of yes. questions relationally, professionally. Um, it's just you're you're naturally doing that in your head, anyways. So
2: Yes. And in in conversations, first of all, I get told all the time, stop asking questions.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> we do. We shut you down. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I also find myself, if I'm in a conversation and a question comes up in my mind,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I get stuck. And to follow the conversation beyond, I just want to come back and get that question answered before I can move on. It's like, okay, this is really important and I, I can't focus beyond. Until you That's get really that question hard. answered. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, you just said really clearly, we we don't have a lot of patience oftentimes with sixes questions, right? So we just say, stop asking questions. Or we dismiss right. the questions or the trajectory that the questions are on. Like, whatever you're getting at or whatever you need to, to – Whatever knowledge or information you need to feel safe, we've we're not thinking that way. So right, and we, what I hear a lot is,
2: you. "Let me finish my sentence before you <laughs>
0: ask your question." <laughs> yep, yep. Mm. Um, so the other thing here is, uh, y- which you talked about early, is self doubt. How did how did you say it when you started that you worth? And use the word self worth. Self-worth,
2: um, self-worth yeah. yeah, I'm not sure what I said earlier, but yeah, but uh, the
0: sense of not not being worthy.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. and I don't. Again, I don't know if that's a sixth thing or growing up with a narcissist thing.
0: Right. Well, I think the, again, you know, our stories and our family of origin stories get all messy, and how we kind of take them in has a lot to do with our enneagram number. But I think this idea of self doubt and not trusting your own experience. It's interesting to hear hear right, the self worth piece in that. That
2: drives so many decisions or has driven so many decisions in my life because if you have this self doubt you don't take some risks because there's a chance that they will answer the question of yes or you no know, you don't have self worth. Yeah. So you avoid I avoided those situations because i didn't want to risk that being proven true right Mm.
0: right
1: and i would say like being a friend of yours like the the times where you've gotten feisty with me or angry it's probably because of that dynamic right there Mm -hmm. it's like i might be questioning you a little bit or wondering why you did something and you you get very mad Uh, and I'm wondering where it's coming from but it's probably coming from this really tender place right where Mm -hmm. you don't even want the direction of the conversation to go towards undermining your own sense of being worthy
2: right but and lately though I feel like if I see other people doing that I want to kind of
0: if you see other people doing that them up what you do (laughs) oh
2: what what I do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah
0: Mm -hmm. so again that I'm going to keep harping on this, that bringing up productive thinking and knowing that you are a person of worth, right? That I, probably deep down, you see that in others, you know that's true, but your kind of habitual patterned way of being in the world is trying to check that out other places and make sure uh, you're safe and question it. And so the, just kind of talk, Enneagram talk, the self-doubt talk. Doubting your own experience, doubting the way um, you're loved by your family, doubting the, the the relationship with your friends and your experience in the world. Um, that's the self-doubt pop piece. And you might use um, self-worth a little bit in that, but bringing up productive thinking and saying, hey, this is my experience as Elizabeth loves me and that we have this friendship and she's not picking at that piece of me. Um, which I think is all of our work to do is to trust our own experience of reality and but you you all have as a type six a little harder time time doing that,
2: yeah, I would mm-hmm. say, so i'm you know different as a six than I was three years ago. I do a lot of work on myself, so yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like i'm making progress yeah. i don 't know what that means in Enneagram language, but that self doubt piece. Even if I were to talk myself through a particular situation, the next time it's just right back to zero.
0: Yes. Mm. yes. Boo. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not boo to you, but boo. Yeah. Boo to that. That's it. You yeah. know. That's you know. <laughs> we just don't stop seeing the world the way we see the world. Right. But that it's helpful to know that that's how we see the world, so maybe you can stop yourself a little. Sooner. A little sooner yeah, um, and, as you're doing your work.
2: You know, I now I start my day with some positive self-talk mm-hmm. to, you know, to face that day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Okay. So, for a um, six, thinking is often confused with doing. So, this is the case for a, f- a few of us who have internal Kind of castles, and we do a lot of internal processing. But sixes really think oftentimes that thinking about something is the same thing as doing something. And if you ask a six if they've done it, they will say yes and really think they've done it. And you're So smiling. I would
2: substitute worrying for thinking. Okay, worrying I th- about I like something
0: that. is the same thing as doing it.
2: Is part of doing something.
0: Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. (laughs) Worrying, because worrying is your thinking. Yes.
1: So I think worrying is a good way to discuss the uh, thinking repressed, thinking dominant. Yeah, Yeah. That worrying is not productive thinking, and therefore that's what that dominant
2: repressed piece means.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's a way to start to unpack it. That's a great, a great way to talk about it.
2: Yeah, I mean, that goes back, and I forget what we talked about earlier, but somehow worrying ties into something we said earlier i think about what you were saying about thinking something through
0: to the end to uh-huh. the end worrying uh-huh.
2: to me seems connected
0: oh yeah to that yeah
2: yeah mm-hmm.
0: that wor- worrying is <clears throat> your way of being
2: yeah, yeah and and dealing with the situation
1: yeah and like a like a five is gathering facts uh-huh right and a f- six is worrying right Yes. yeah
0: yes um, so he, again, kind of that confusion piece is oftentimes uh, that leads to procrastination, um, and for different reasons. But I think that kind of confusion between worrying and doing, or thinking and doing, depending on how the language you want to put on that being one and the same, or getting confused for a, a six, uh, can help uh, lead to procrastination. Because
2: so, as you say that, mm-hmm. I'm thinking. <laughs> That we procrastinate until mm-hmm. something feels safe.
0: Uh, yeah, that too. <clears throat> I think possibly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in the meantime, because you're, I think part of it is that you're working so hard, worrying about you know what, whatever the trajectory is or whatever the situation is. That that since that does feel like doing to the rest of us, you're procrastinating. Mm-hmm. But for you, you're you're working. You're you're doing something. Because you're you're making it safe, right? Or you're making right. it okay. So yeah. I'm doing
2: something for me. I'm not doing uh-huh. something for the circumstance that right. might need to get resolved. Right,
0: <laughs> right. right. So uh, you'll you'll just hear that from sixes that they they confuse the two. Part of so part of what I think we miss or can be dismissive of sixes in all of this worrying, in all of this worst case scenario thinking, is the gift sometimes in that is that. It's, there's there's a lot of creativity. So because you are wired in such a different way, and I'll talk about just kind of my own professional experiences. I work in a hospital and we do disaster drills, right? We do um, we do worst case scenario planning. And um, I think, God, I hope there are lots of sixes on that committee or that sixes are the ones who are, kind of helping us think through like two weeks ago I got an email saying that the one of the emergency department um, bays for ambulances or since we moved hospitals a couple years ago they're they're practicing putting up decontamination tents like literally just took a Saturday so people get together practice like not not that we would need decontamination tents because that's a possibility that's probably on everyone's plan but someone Said, "Mm, do we know where they'll fit? Do you know if they're going to fit in this emergency bay? Where are we going to put them? You know, this nine would be like, oh yeah, if we have them over there, it'd be fine. Someone's going to know how to do it. It would never have occurred to me to practice to put up the tents, right? And you're like, well, of course you would do that. Of course, (laughs) of course you would do that. And so in. If if we know a six or if we have sixes on our team or in our life, to let them to not shut them down with their questions, but to find a place where their questions offer a good gift, really. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but that feels different than creativity to me. That feels more of the looking for the worst case scenario and accounting for it.
0: Yeah, but I, I also, but I think it's creative. I think thinking through. All the ways. All the ways. I mean, my, my brain doesn't work that way. Half the people's brains don't work that way. And so that's the water you swim in. So you just think, of course. Of course, that's what, what we'll do. Right. You, you know, if I'm know. the head of that committee or if I'm the head of disaster planning, I might be like, oh, yeah, put that in a bullet point. It'll be fine, right? So but that's that can be a real gift is what I'm saying. So even though it's... Um, which is what the enneagram teaches us, right? That your your greatest gift is also your your downfall. Mm-hmm. So it can right. paralyze you. It can you can spend the whole trip from Marfa worrying about if all the corners are going to be made, or it can also help us prepare for difficult things. And I'm using the hospital as one example, but um, that that in the right situations. I think when you spend a lot
1: of time imagining all the things that can go wrong, then your brain, it's like a muscle that you are using a lot. Mm -hmm. And so you are used to kind of coming up with flexible solutions or different routes of how to handle a situation. So for the rest of us who are not doing that, something goes wrong and we kind of panic or freeze or think it's all not going to work. Whereas I think a six who spent a lot of time in that headspace will see another way to solve the problem, yeah. and
0: that's what I think. Like she I have needs written here, creative, like they know? think of the questions no one else has will th- think to ask. Yeah,
2: right. I'm not sure if that happens in the moment. If there's planning involved, yeah, definitely in right. the moment. That whole deferral thing. <laughs> I, 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 well, I,
0: and right I, underneath that, I have creativity comes more slowly with the six, but it has a lot of depth an analysis in the context that comes from waiting. So if a six is working in a group, especially with aggressive numbers, the network for the aggressive number is going to be to pull back and let the questions be asked. And probably, I would guess, sixes are shut down more by aggressive numbers who are moving forward in the world and are not really interested in a- asking those questions. Aggressive s-
1: numbers have have maybe the least patience the least with the patience. question asking. yeah. But so. also, I think you know you're saying that the creativity happens when you plan for it. But I think that that piece is also connected with trusting yourself because I mm-hmm. think you know yes. I watch you plan for things. I watch you prepare, say to play the piano at my Christmas party or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you are not given the right amount of time to plan for that, then you're you you're just like I'm not going to do it because I can't. You know. But the reality is, is whether you've planned for it or not. You're you brilliant it. at it You're beautiful Like you always offer This beautiful thing to me But I think you feel You have to prepare For it And yes There's there's room There's like Yes preparation is good But you also Like there's also space For you to trust yourself More there
0: I think You were right, sitting so. at the piano Way before Everyone was called To the living room
2: Or to the music yeah. room
0: Yeah Yeah Getting ready Getting ready, Getting
2: ready. But yeah. see I don't see that as being creative, I see that as a performance thing. That's to me not a creative thing.
1: Well, I think the not trusting yourself and feeling a need to kind of over prepare gets in the way of creativity. And so I think the work mm-hmm. is to trust all like to trust all the ways in which you plan for things and just know that when life happens, you've you've got it on board. It's already there. Yeah.
0: And maybe, you know, in this space, I'm looking at the two of you, you know, art, music, art. um, I'm looking at my little circle here. (laughs) Um, Creativity, you know, we naturally kind of move to music or art or. um, But I just think about like all the way all the things that don't occur to me, all the ways I don't think about a situation or troubleshoot a situation or just think about just your work work life or planning a vacation or what what have you the things that would not occur to me to to make space for to troubleshoot those things sixes can really offer that um in a different way and that's a real creativity kind of space if we make room for it not for it to be p- like a paralysis kind of thing and not be able to move forward but to utilize that water you swim in to See help us do it better yeah. you know yeah. That that to me is really great at uh, the creative yeah, so part.
2: Again, I don't know enough about Enneagram, but you are talking about mm-hmm. the power. What was the term you used?
0: Phobic and counterphobic. No, no, the oh. people who
2: wouldn't wait to listen around for six to.
0: Oh, uh, aggressive. 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 aggressive.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I assume they're doing whatever it is they need to do to feel safe. Mm-hmm. And to give space to us makes them not safe.
0: Yeah. It just keeps them from moving so forward. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. That's really good.
2: The creative thing for me, I don't know where again where this fits in with Enneagram, but the so with music and actually mm-hmm. with anything, so ideas, the the thing that gives my body the most vibration mm-hmm. is creating something that wasn't there before, and I don't know what that has to do with Enneagram ah. and safety.
0: Interesting. Um,
2: I don't know if it's the fact that it's. There's no one to defer to because Mm. I created it, and therefore it's safe. I'm not sure what that is. It's mine, and it's nobody else's, and they can't.
0: Did you just say, what gives my body the most vibration? Yeah. 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 I feel two steps behind, but I just keep going back to how you kind of opened, kind of invited us in to your own vulnerability and this idea of self-worth. And I'm thinking back to conversations I've had with sixes and how we want them to. To them to come to enneagram things. We want them to come in. We try ways to say that you're valuable, and it's so hard for them to share their experiences. And I'm so now I'm thinking about that whole worth piece and mm-hmm. valuing. Like we, we can talk about it in different ways, and I think that's the good part about us putting um, another enneagram podcast out there. Right? Mm-hmm. That the more language you can put to, to people's experiences. Mm-hmm. So self doubt might not land in the same way that self worth lands, right? So that makes so much sense to me. That yeah. you know we talk, we can kind of caricaturize, Is that a word? Probably? Yeah, I just think I think not the enough pieces are in the
1: room, right. That we're in studying this stuff yeah. to give us um, a more textured, um, nuanced view of how they think mm-hmm. and so it's always a real gift God, it's to have so someone helpful. Like you in the
0: room because you really yeah. put better language around it and to be able to hear your experience yeah it's so helpful it's invaluable
2: so how does it happen in an enneagram setting where there's there's not many that come. all these aggressive
0: mm-hmm. i mean i'm
2: assuming We're just they're talking shutting about down it and everyone's the,
1: mm-hmm. laughing about how they need all these safety things mm-hmm. there's no one to Yeah. You know, however, I've been to things where um, I've seen sixes leave in tears. I've seen sixes leave rooms in tears because they feel so dismissed.
0: Yeah. And I think it's really easy because we don't have many sixes giving us feedback. Right. I mean, I'm just thinking about your daughter coming up after we did the day here and how impactful that was and how it just changed for her to just talk about relationally how so much fear was tied up in that. It's just kind of another level of me being compassionate and understanding. Mm-hmm. And so, gosh, I love, like, I'm so glad that you're here. Is what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm just so, I, I feel like in real time, just how you talked from the beginning to now me processing that self-worth thing. I was, you know, kind of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and what a gift that is. Just mm-hmm. to think, okay, that's another level of how we all, we all struggle in some way. We've all put on this personality to make our way through the world, right? We all have this kind of habitual way of making our way through the world and what compassion you have and how you just saying that out loud helps me have more compassion and be able to just talk about this in a whole different way, mm-hmm. just a more nuanced kind of way, even introductory-wise, mm-hmm. right? Yes. It just it just helps. So you helpful. Need,
2: you need to do just a six session.
0: <laughs> we will. We'll have a number night that's just for six yeah. Yeah, or not just for sixes, but to talk about sixes. So <coughs> we'll make sure that you you get to come. So what healthy sixes look like, and you can talk about this. And we talked about this at the beginning, and I, I'm glad. Of course, we love the Enneagram, and we talked um, in our introductory podcast is how it's a wisdom tradition. It's something that whether you have the language your experience of being what any whatever Enneagram number you are, if you're doing work on yourself, whether you know the Enneagram or not, um, hopefully the work you're doing is how you're catching 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 yourself doing the same thing again and again and again that's not working for you, and trying to choose to to be more awake, to be more alert to what can work. And so, even though you haven't had the Enneagram on board for very long, you. The, or at least the language of the enneagram, you're still doing the work that you need to do to bring up productive thinking, to yes. trust your experience, to trust, um, to trust who you are, and not have to put that in others in a dif- in a way that h- hurts you. Sometimes is what I heard at the beginning. So, um, so what healthy sixes look like is that they trust themselves and others. Um, that's one statement. They have a healthy self confidence. Or self-worth even could be a so, way. That,
2: when you're saying that, it's, 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 you say healthy six, <clears throat> mm-hmm. to me that's, you've lost all the six stuff. <laughs> 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 right. are that way.
0: Right. <laughs> well, I right. think it's,
1: like, it's pretty theoretical, right? And I mm-hmm. think the idea is if okay. we're all healthy, right. then we all um, look less like our numbers. I think yes. in a way you could say numbers which our personality we put on to cope with mm-hmm. ourselves that disappears when we evolve and are self-aware and live know. out of
0: our true self more. yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah so i know it's kind of a, a misnomer i guess there yeah. so um sixes maybe we could just say sixes who have done their work or when the six is doing their work
1: yeah and yeah. even so it's just um it's just it can be just a moment.
0: It could just be a moment, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's
2: a good way to look at it. And it feels it.
1: really could just good. Just be a moment, but that yeah. moment, at least, like you can be aware of that moment, right? You can be aware of that feeling, yes, yeah. satisfaction, yes.
0: Or, or when I like to talk about or
1: whatever you want to call it,
0: I will sometimes even if I'm doing the work and I'm aware. Sometimes I just choose to be unhealthy, and <laughs> my you know sometimes I will choose to not do what I need to do. But I'm aware of it.
1: That you're choosing that.
0: But I'm choosing it, right? Well, yeah. So, and then we move easier. up and down this uh, continuum of health and unhealth, and you know we're growing and learning and experiencing new things all the time. Um, yeah, so, but time uh,
2: to work and time to not, because you can't work all the time. <laughs> yeah, sometimes <laughs> right. you just right. have to.
0: <laughs> if you're nine, sometimes you just have to pull the covers up over your head. <laughs> so they have, um, I think, faith or courage is a virtue of a six who's doing their work Mm -hmm. um that i think
1: uh, think that's important to talk about yeah we talk so much about sixes and fear yeah that we fail to talk about how brave they are so again it's like that kind of muscle that y'all are working on all the time because you're doing all this planning and worrying and all that the bottom line is is in this situation y'all are super brave and maybe braver than anyone. Right. So, I think well, yes, there's a lot of fear, right. but there's also a lot of bravery because yeah. even though you're swimming in all that fear all the you time, show up. you still
2: show up. You're it's still crazy. there. Right. I was mm-hmm. going to say back to not to make us look wonderfully brave or whatever, but mm-hmm. so in my career, what has held me back, I approach every interaction as a unfortunately an opportunity to be proven that I have no value. Mm. So, to power through that and go through the day, yes, I agree. It yeah. requires a lot of bravery. Yeah. Fortitude. <laughs> courage yes. For fortitude. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I, yeah. again, you know, you can use, we can put whatever language on it, but that could be like the creative piece that, you know, the, what you have to offer us is this courage and uh, virtue of um, bravery. That's pretty remarkable. Like when when we get just a glimpse into what whatever your your path of worst, worst case scenario thinking is the fact that you still get in the car, the fact that you still show up in that relationship, the fact that you still, you know, fill in the blank, even if you are constantly thinking about the worst thing that could happen, that muscle of courage and bravery.
2: There are alternatives to do what you said and Mm -hmm. get in bed and pull pull the covers up over your head,
0: right? Which some days you might do that, right? Um, (laughs) So, um, oh, actually, I think this is good. So, how to love a a six. And we talked a little bit about this, but don't dismiss their questions. Uh, Suzanne likes to say, instead, help them get to the worst case scenario and make a plan. So, sometimes you can say, well, what do you think the worst thing is that could happen? And and not in a dismissive way, but what are we the most afraid about? What are we the most afraid of? And then work with them to to make a plan for that. You know, to not but to not be dismissive. Mm-hmm. So and, as you're
2: saying that, so just to give yeah. you a little insight, I'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> my reaction uh, as a six is that's great, but I actually don't want you to tell me how to.
0: You, you don't want me to make, make plan. it
2: easier. I just I want to worry. <laughs> <laughs> that's just
0: kind of, yeah, yeah yeah well and i think i don't think the
1: worry is mitigated when we just shut it down no like if we just maybe allow you to worry and uh, out loud and we are kind of just maybe there for it you know and don't dismiss it i do think it allows you to move
2: through it oh yeah more mm-hmm.
1: successfully than if mm-hmm. we were like Oh, don't worry about that, Scott.
0: You know.
2: Yeah, but it's, it's actually work to do what you said, which yeah. makes more sense. Yeah. And, okay, let's play let's out the worst-case scenario. And I and think in that, that you not feel not
0: seen. Would that be true?
2: No. A little bit? No, um, no I'm not, not saying that.
1: Okay. But like, so walking through a worst-case scenario, if you let me do it with you, like if you're worried about something and I'm like, okay, let's imagine all the things that could go wrong in this and we did it together that you're saying that has nothing to do with
2: i would say i would be resistant to that you'd be resistant for, to for it. a reason i can't explain yeah it's that's not fine. logical that's fine yeah but i'd yeah i'd be resistant to that and i'd, I'd want you to let me go do my wiring mm-hmm. and by yourself by, yeah okay and get to the the end result myself i don't know why but i feel like i want to own that wiring for mm-hmm. some reason okay.
0: I do think that there's something about, you know, when you scratch below the surface, how shame feels familiar to you as a four, Mm -hmm. anger or rage feels familiar to me as a nine, even if I try to make sure it's not there. Fear is what feels familiar to you. And this is really, you know, this is more of a a topic that can go deeper. But I think there's something that feels good about it like I feel more comfortable being net. angry you feel more right. comfortable being worried or fearful or however you want to talk about it you you feel pretty comfortable in shame um, so it, even though it's the thing that is it's nipping at our heels the some- thing that um, is keeping us from being who we want to be
2: some false control yeah but it feels mm. it feels
0: safe fear fear feels fear feels safe to you right that's (laughs) you know that's what feels right um that yeah so i think just knowing that if we have sixes in our lives if we can remember that they're in the dependent stance and that they're going to have to talk out loud and for them that's going to look a lot like questions and to not be dismissive And I think one of the things that you just have reminded us of, Scott, is that in that or or what I'm going to be aware of based on hearing from you in a different way is shutting down the questions or shutting down kind of your what's happening. in you could possibly feel like being kind of contributing to the sense that you're not important or that you don't have value, but it's so connected and there's just a different tenderness in that for me. Same here. Um, hearing that from you. So that, that knowing that, that in my impatience, that there is, and, and I, I knew that logically before, I think, um, but just, th- there's just your language around it just gives me a different um, When that happens, often I want to leave that. the space. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, kind of a double whammy of us not making you feel safe. Yeah. yeah. Was there any anything that we um, that you want to say about sixes that you didn't? <laughs> yeah, get to you? I will say <laughs> all kinds of things. I will say right?
2: that as a six, as we the whole time we've been doing this, I've been kind of wanting it to be over because <laughs> I didn't want something to come up where it, you know, some something would go wrong and and mm-hmm. I I couldn't deal with it, didn't anticipate it or whatever. Right. So right. I, I had a panic. I uh-huh. was in yeah. panic while we were doing this. Yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. Which
0: is. Again, See, you're feeling it in your body. It's
1: a gift that you're here. Yeah.
0: yeah. Gosh, it's so good you're here. Okay. Thank
2: you. Thank oh, you. Oh, you're
0: welcome. Thank you,
2: guys. It okay. fun.
0: My friends, I want to take me to the movies. So, this has been a lot of fun, Elizabeth Kathan. And gun. we hope that you who are listening, uh, also kind of get the deeper purpose of this work and learning of the Enneagram and that you'll join us by either visiting our website or Instagram to form community in Austin that's doing the big work of transforming and supporting one another uh, and being our true selves, Mm -hmm. right? Having this discussion every week, thinking about who am I? How am I utilizing this tool is transformative work and I'm so grateful and it's, that the thought of people going to our website or going to the <laughs> pot, podcast or um, checking out our Instagram makes me super uncomfortable and super nervous and excited because I want to do this work with other people and we yes. hope that folks listening to this podcast want to do the transformative work mm-hmm. in community. Yes, and, and I would—that's would, super exciting. I to would me. like
1: to form an Austin community that that wants to show up for each other in that way and, yeah. and call each other to our better selves I love it okay I'm excited me too so we are at Austin Enneagram uh, that's our website and our Instagram yeah and if you want to contact us for workshops or questions mm-hmm.
0: or check out when we start doing number nights
1: right all of that will be through our Instagram actually we will announce our number nights through Instagram mm-hmm and also, you can DM us through Instagram. Right now, I think that's the easiest way to get us.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Through the night, and I thought that I could take something to fix I wish it, I wish it was that simple. I,
1: all my friends, they don't know what it's like, what it's like.
0: I've running through my mind all the downtime. And I can seem to shut it off I think I'm doing fine Most of the time I think that I'm alright But I can seem to shut it off I got all these thoughts Running through my mind All the damn time And I can't seem to shut it off I think I'm doing fine Most of the time